to Exodus chapter number 14, verses 5 through 15. And I want to thank Pastor Jeff and Tracy for just a great, great food pantry yesterday. Did a great job. Amen. I walked in and he was sweating. You, you can tell when somebody's passionate because their forehead will tell it. It was told the king of Egypt. I'm, I'm in the Amplified Classic if, if you're trying to follow me in the word of the Lord. Uh, Exodus 14, 5 through 15. It was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled in the night. And, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said... What have we done? We've, we've let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariots and he took his army. He took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Mm -hmm. And the Lord made hard and strong the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the Israelites for they left proudly and defiantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, when God touches you, you'll get a boldness on you and, and a confidence on you. It's not arrogance, it's confidence. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians pursued him, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and camped at the Red Sea by Pirahira. That's right there by Beelzephon. Mm -hmm. And when Pharaoh drew near, the, the Israelites looked up and behold, the Egyptians were marching marching after them. You ever had people after you or a devil after you? Just seeing if I'm in the right house. Okay, Lionel. Okay. And the Israelites were exceedingly frightened and they cried out to the Lord. <laughs> and they said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that, that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you treated us this way and brought us out of Egypt? Did we not tell you in Egypt to leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die out in the wilderness. That's what fear, that's what anxiety and fear will do to you. Get you talking crazy. Moses told the people, fear not. Stand still, firm and confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord. Listen to that, Pastor. One man and a million and a half people had the word of the Lord in his mouth. He's going to work for you today. For the Egyptians that you've seen today, you will see them no more forever. Or 
you'll never see them again. The Lord, the Lord will fight for you. I said, the Lord's going to get in this battle and fight for you. Just hold your peace. Just be quiet. Shut up all that nonsense. Everybody shall shut up. You know you've been wanting to say that all month long. You can't tell your spouse that. Well, some of you do. but Hold your peace and just remain at rest. Of course, it's, sometimes it's hard to rest with a shotgun right in your face. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Just tell the people of Israel to go forward. Now, I want to take our text from just a portion, just a portion of verse number 11. When the people said, why, why have you done this? Is there not enough graves? You know, God's trying to take them into the promises and they're focused on the graveyard. And then verse number 15, just a portion. The Lord said, tell the people to just go forward. And my subject today is walking forward through life and not focusing on the graveyards. Father, thank you for your presence. In your presence, there's fullness and everything we need. Touch these feeble lips of clay and we'll be strengthened and everybody shout in the name of Jesus. Tell three people I'm gonna just go forward. That's what, that's what the word of the Lord is. I don't know what you're facing, but God said, just go forward. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In this context, Israel hadn't had a conversation or a relationship with God for over 400 years. The Holy Spirit led them into Egypt to fulfill the prophetic word that God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 15, 13. God said to Abraham that his seed would be a stranger in Egypt, serve them, and be afflicted for 400 years. Verse number 14, and afterwards, somebody shout afterwards. Afterwards, they'll come out with great substance. Now, affliction, adversity, anxiety, and trouble all have an expiration date. There's a date that you go in, and then there's a date that God brings you out. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says there's a season and time for every purpose God has for you. That means everything's working together for your good, even if it looks bad. Verse number six, and there's a time, I'm still in Ecclesiastes, verse number, there's a time, there's a time to get, shout I'm in my getting season. 
Shout it like you had a cup of coffee this morning. I wasn't going to read the rest of it, but there is a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. But, but God, Daniel said, it's God that controls the seasons and the times. If you're thankful for that, shout amen. Now, now, now God wanted them uh, to grow and multiply, so he used affliction, disruption, and trouble to help them grow. Exodus 1 and 12, the scripture says, the more the Egyptians afflicted them, disrupted them, and stressed them out, the more they grew and multiplied and were strengthened. I got one amen out of that, but 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 see, God has different tools in his toolbox. And he knows how to help you grow. He's a good trainer, and he won't let you plateau. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He knows what we need. Shout, God knows what I need. I was reading an article um, in in the early 1900s. Cod was the superfish. Now, now it's salmon. But back, back in the day, it, because everything changes in the world. But um, they, they were just every restaurant had a special on of of cod. So California hears about it. So they start transporting the cod that's caught in New York into California. But it didn't have the same taste. It didn't have the same texture. It just didn't seem like it was fresh. And and they were doing everything. They brought specialists in to try to analyze it. And and then one cod fisherman came in and said, what you need to do when you're transporting the cod by train in those big tanks is put some catfish in there. And when the catfish started chasing the cod, they stayed fresh. They stayed active because motion is lotion. And, and, they, and it was this old country fisherman uh, that, that had, uh, he had the special idea to keep you fresh. And whether we like it or not, God knows how to keep you fresh. He, he knows how to keep you energized and excited and, and passionate. You think you know, but you don't know nothing. Now, now, the scripture says that the Egyptians changed. They were changing the culture. Their, they changed their diet, their religion, their, their, their work schedule. They, they were changing everything. Exodus 1, 14 uh, says... Uh, they added a little rigor to their um, work schedule. They, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service were in. They, they made them serve with, with rigor. In other words, they were making their lives miserable. But... It was a season of growth and multiplication. And now Pharaoh's upset because he realizes all that work in the field had made them stronger than the Egyptians. 
Mm-hmm. Because the Egyptians were just uh, watching uh, uh, YouTube all day. And, and, and the people of God were out there getting stronger by the day. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the thing about Israel, um, they, they, had, they, had, they adapted to the climate emotionally, mentally, and physically. See, God gave us the ability and instinct to adapt and cope until deliverance comes. And I know I'm talking to, I've, I've, I know I'm talking to people that are battling anxiety and, and, and depression and, and mental fatigue. Just hang on, baby. God, God has put a coping me- mechanism down on the inside of you, and you're going to make it. Don't throw in the towel yet. God's going to strengthen you uh, through this battle. Shout amen to that. Verse number five, it was told the king of Egypt that Israel had fled in the night. So, so they were trying to leave Egypt to reconnect with God. Moses knew what they needed. They, they needed that God connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they could rediscover their identity. Okay. I, I, I talked to a businessman last week. I just uh, I went in sit down with him and you know God will lead you to people and and you know you're supposed to be reproducing it's not the shepherd that reproduces sheep it's the sheep that reproduce sheep Mm -hmm. but but I sat down with him and 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 he said uh pastor I've I've been battling anxiety. I said, over what? He said, well, I don't know. He said, uh, I can't sleep at night. And, and I'm, I'm just fatigued and nervous all the time. And I said, well, you need to reconnect with God. He said, well, you know, I was raised Baptist. I said, that's a good thing. You need to reconnect with your roots. Because you'll never know you until you connect with God. I said, you've lost your identity. He said, exactly, exactly. But, but what do I need to do about this anxiety? I said, I'm going to pray for you right here in the store. And all of his, you know, guys that were working on machines, they just stopped and looked. They didn't know what was going on. Because, see, I'm not, in, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God. <laughs> see, because I know only the gospel can deliver you from anxiety and issues and depression and heaviness and mental fatigue. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I prayed for him. And I said, now that anxiety is going to come off of you right now when I lay hands on you. I said, but it will come back. Jesus said it'll come back with seven worse than what it was. I said, so what you do is you pray Nahum 1 and 9, which says this affliction, all anxiety is, is an affliction. But the Bible said this affliction can't come on you the second time, but you got to say it, baby. You can't just think it. You can't just read it. Shout, I got to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I said, see that 
DeWalt power washer right there the guy's working on, but they weren't working. They was all listening to me. I said, you don't call Roby to get parts or, or to get instruction when a DeWalt's broke down. You go to the manufacturer if you're going to get that thing fixed. When your soul is broken and you don't know, you go to the manufacturer, you go to the God that created you in the beginning, and he'll give you instructions to fix whatever's broken. If you believe that, shout amen. So the first step for for walking through life and past the graveyards, uh, you'll never find your true identity and purpose without God. And you'll never be happy until you find the purpose he created you in the beginning. That's why the enemy constantly tries to knock you out of your purpose. Exodus 16.2 says that the whole congregation, not just a couple, the whole congregation murmured. That's, I mean, just that word murmur uh, has a negative connotation. They murmured. I ain't never heard a time when people have murmured, but they murmured against Moses and Aaron out in the wilderness. Now, they were crying out for deliverance God sends the deliverer and they're murmuring against him and questioning everything he does sounds just like this age we're living in don't it okay verse 3 they said we wished we wished we would have just died in Egypt see they've got death on their mind and a lot of people I'm, I'm reaching out to a young man today he's a great young man very powerful very talented but he's got death on his mind I could tell you his name you'd know him but he's got all he thinks about is death he goes to the doctor to find what well, why is this aching why 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 is this happening why 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 see when you get caught up in that why thing it will drive you crazy what you have to do is get caught up in what God said and God said if you'd focus on his word his word would bring health and healing to all your flesh If you're still with me, shout amen. Amen. So, so Moses, he's leading them, but they've still got that Egyptian mentality there. Moses goes up on a mountain to pray, and Aaron builds a golden calf. And when Moses comes down off the mountain with Joshua, Joshua said, I hear the sound of victory. Amongst the camp of Israel. Of course, Moses had a little more discernment. He said, that's not sound of victory. That's sound of flesh. They walked down the mountain and the folks was, I hate to tell you this, but your Bible said they were naked dancing before the golden calf. See, see, they, they were one-third Hebrew, one-third Egyptian, and one-third crazy like a lot of people I know today. So, 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 uh, they, they were influenced by the world. I, I said the people of God were influenced by the Egyptians. They said, this is the God that led us out of Egypt. And it was a golden calf, the God of Egypt. They were all mixed up. And uh, 
the world right now is heating up. Bring me my, bring me my frappuccino here. Uh, I know y'all hadn't, most of y'all hadn't even had coffee yet. I can tell by you're just sitting there like a wooden Indian, but. Oh, yeah, I can tell it's fresh. <clears throat> so, so the world is heating up right now, okay? And your Bible says that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I don't know if, if, I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, but we've had the hottest days of history. <coughs> and turn it up, son. I mean, that water's not going to boil with it down on simmer. Try not to catch things on fire. We're in the world. Oh, yeah, it takes a little fire. We're in the world, but we're not of the world, okay? And there's a lot of crazy taking place in the world right now. It popped up on my phone. By December 31st of 23, 300 million jobs will be lost in the world. Not 30 jobs, 300 million jobs. A, a video popped up on my phone of, of a FedEx warehouse in Atlanta, Georgia, the largest one in the world. And I looked at the video. There wasn't one person in the warehouse. It was all robots replacing everybody's jobs. And, and, I, and I clicked on that, and it took me to another article where 100 lawyers were going through contracts and it took them two 10-hour days to proof all the contracts. It took artificial intelligence 97 seconds to proof all the contracts. Which way you think the world's going to go? Okay, there is... A lot of things heating up in the world today. But if, you're, if you don't stay in the world, what used to be refreshing will explode on you. See, if I left this in the boiling water long enough, the frappuccino would be corrupted by the water and the water and the frappuccino would become one and it would be one big mess. That's what happens when you stray away from God's word. That, that's why we need more word, not less. Well, I got three amens and a Baptist nod out of that. But, 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 but see, uh, the, the world right now, they're 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 trying they they're trying uh, to cause us to lose our identity and who we are in God, mm -hmm. and they're doing it with social media. They're trying to show you 
how you can be in style and vogue. Okay. And a lot of Christians are into all that. I mean, they'll never, you know, walk down a runway, but but they're trying, they're, they're trying to be vogue. Let me tell you something about style and vogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll put you in a homeless shelter. I said, it'll strip, every, but because by the time you got your new identity, it will all change, and, and you'll have to reinvent yourself again and again and again until your checks are bouncing. Did I say that out loud? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in California next week, so y'all will have to pray for me. I, 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 pre, I speak for a lot of bishops in, in, in California, and, and one of them uh, told me the first time I was coming there, they said, now, now, Bishop, your style may not go over in our church. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking interested, like, but I'm thinking, style? What the heck are you talking about? I got over style years ago because it's overrated. And I'm thinking, are you sure you want me to come? And, and he said, well, I, what I'm talking about is, is, is some, of your, some of your Texas slang. He said, I'm just warning you, my folks may just sit there and look at you funny. And I said, I've been looked at funny. All, I mean, I, did, I mean, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm thinking this, okay. But, 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 but I've learned the best thing you can do is just be you. Yeah. Shout out, God! I'm gonna just be me. See, just just be what God created you to be. And if people don't like it, don't worry about it. See, you wouldn't want to be. But 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 the people now they're they're confused. They're a third Hebrew, a third Egyptian, third confused, and they lost their authority and dominion when they got away from God. They lost their sayer. See, see, God gave Adam and Eve dominion and put Genesis one twenty eight up. He gave them authority and dominion in the garden, and they operated in it until they lost their sayer. They started saying what Satan was saying instead of what God was saying, and that's when they lost dominion. And when you start talking like the world and acting like the world and looking like the world, you'll lose your authority and your dominion. Shout amen to that. See, when you start doing something every day and every week, you get good at it. You'll become skillful at it year by year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I heard Kenneth... Hagen tell how that he was teaching students at, at Raymond Bible College 
and, and he told them how he used to have migraine headaches. And he said, 30 years ago, the Holy Spirit showed him he had to take authority and dominion over those migraines. And he said, that, that's how you overcome any infirmity, any sickness in your body. You take authority and dominion over it. He said, but you have to do that every day or you lose the power of it. And they were all shaking his hand. He gets in his vehicle after he's leaving uh, the, the university. And he said, guess what happened? a migraine started coming on him that nauseated that he hadn't had in 30 years. He said, I hit myself in the head and I took authority in the name of Jesus. He said, migraine, I have dominion over you. If you're struggling with cancer, high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes, illnesses in your body, you got to start today taking authority in the name of Jesus. You've got dominion that you've been given by the creator, but we have to live by dominion. Every day, it's got to be a lifestyle. It can't just be when you get in trouble in six months. It's a lifestyle that we have to develop day by day. This, this outward man is perishing, but the inward man has to get stronger and stronger. Shout day by day. Now, now uh, Job 3 and 25, the scripture said, the scripture said that, uh, that, that the thing Job feared the most had come upon him. You, you see, if you start listening to your thoughts and then you start speaking your thoughts. See, see, because the carnal mind is enmity with God. It wars against God. You start, you start thinking negative, you'll start living negative. You don't have to speak every thought you have, but the power of life is in your mouth. Job started talking this, and the thing he feared the most came on him. Then take, take me to chapter 11, verse number 1. Uh, Zophar told Job that his suffering was a result of hidden sin in his life. Now, now, Zophar in the Hebrew means the chirper. He was sitting there chirping. All three of them, he was the third friend, but, but had been his closest friend for 30 years. You've got to be careful who you hang out with. But that chirper just started chirping this this, this is a result of sin. And then his wife said, you ought to just curse God and die. So he's got his spouse. And, and the scripture says she couldn't even stand his breath. He wouldn't get no loving. But she was just chirping and chirping and chirping. And, uh, I can't get no guys with me because y'all scared right now. But you, every, I mean, she's just chirping and chirping and chirping. And then his friends are chirping. Uh, Friend number one, chirping, chirping, two, chirping. Number three is the supernatural. So he was supernaturally negative. He was chir 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 just chir you, you know people like that. Don't look at your spouse right now. But you know people that's just just, chir chir just chirping, chirping, chirping. And, and I, I read that and I wondered, 
You, you know, Proverbs says that uh, it's it's better to live up on the rooftop of your house than in a great home with a chirping woman. I, I mean, with a broad. Uh, did I say that out loud? And and I was wondering. I was wondering if that's what pushed David up to his rooftop when he saw Bathsheba. I'm, but I was just thinking, I, I don't have scripture on that. But let me get back to the word here before I get in trouble and lose the whole congregation. You can't let chirpers affect your future. You've got to let the word of God affect your future. Because really, all that matters is what God is saying, not what the chirpers are saying, even if they have your same last name. Shout, I bind the chirpers. Mm-hmm. One of my boys called me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've got good boys and bad boys, but I have to have them all. And he said, Bishop, I just had a guy pull right in front of me, roll down his window, and, and, and started giving me driver's education. He said, my fingers were tickling my nine millimeter. And, and I couldn't believe that my fingers were reacting to that crazy person, probably didn't have a pot to cook in or a window to throw it out, but he said, there goes my fingers. And I said, you can't let these chirpers get to you because they'll send you to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to just keep smiling. And, 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 and what I told one of my pastors just a few weeks ago, and it actually helped me, I said, you can't allow angry, petty, small-minded people affect you. And he said, would you say that again? I'm recording that, Bishop. I said, I can't believe I said it. I can't believe the Holy Spirit just gave me that revelation. You can't let angry, because you want to talk about angry, it's going to get worse as the heat rises and you're going to have people right in your face, and they'll shoot you in a heartbeat. I get my vehicles inspected right here on Highway 78. I, don't, I won't tell you where, so they don't get in trouble, because when I pull up, they just put a sticker on whatever I got. <laughs> so, so I go in to, to get my inspection for one of my boys that can't get in inspected, so uh, he says, pray for my boys. Both of them just got shot right here on Highway 78. And I said, well, what happened? He said, well, they were going through Wendy's to get a hamburger. And this guy pulls in front of them to get a hamburger. So they jump out of their vehicle and they're going to tell him what for. And he pulls out a 45 and shoots both of them. And what I'm trying to tell you is, you can't let angry, crazy people get to you or you'll end up in the graveyard, baby. And my job is to try to get you to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not get shot and put in the grave early. I, I, okay, I'm, I'm off all. Let me get back in the word for everybody starts leaving. 
And so, so, you, you, you've got to protect, verse number 11, when the people heard the hoofbeats of the horses pulling 600 iron chariots plus all the other chariots, the whole army of Egypt was after them. They said, Moses, you brought us out here to die. They had death on their mind anyway. They were focused on their graveyard plots. They said, why would you bring us? Were there not enough graves in Egypt? We've already bought our graveyard plot. What a future. They're visiting the graveyard, keeping the grass growing, keeping everything manicured. Right. Verse 12, they said, we told you to leave us alone. I mean, who's made you a Lord over us? You're just country bunking. You stutter. You don't have good sense half the time. We'd be better off dying in Egypt than out here in the wilderness. See, I'm trying to help you get away from death mentality. Okay, because the spirit of death, I had a young man just went to uh, Mexico City and, and went through everything. He, he had them give him a, a, an ARI and an MRI and a new, best neurologist in Mexico checked him all out because they say Mexico's better than America. I'm not going to get into that. But, but they said, we can't find nothing wrong with you. I know what's wrong with him. He's got that death mentality about him, and everything's going to kill him. This is going to kill me. That's going to kill me. So they, they said, we, 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 would, we would rather die in Egypt than die out here in the wilderness. See, fear will get you talking crazy. Because would you be more dead if you died in Egypt than if you died in the wilderness? I mean, is, is it just a... Uh, a better death. But thank God. I said thanks be to God. There, there, there's a preacher with a backbone like a saw log. That don't give a holy hoot. What the people have to say. And all the negative talk they've got. But, but the, second, the second step. Just for, for walking forward through life. Instead of the graveyards. You, you have to talk and walk pro-life see I thought y'all were pro-life we, we went through a season where everybody is saying everything, everything you looked on TV is black lives matter and then all the cops said well blue lives matter too can I tell you what matters to God all life matters all life matters to the creator. I went up over the curb last week to all of our friends living in the tents down here. Gave them hot dogs, hot dog buns and mustard. They said, you got any pickle relish? I went back, no, we didn't. <laughs> but H-E-B had some. You, you see, because God loves those people and see, I know it's hard for us to relate to, you know, because we get upset when the AC can't be turned down to 70 degrees. 
But do you know with this crazy heap wave, my, I, I've got three AC guys. And when one said I can't and two say I can't, I, then I go to three. Okay, they said, we can't keep up with it. We, 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 we can't get compressors fast enough. There's never been a heat wave like we're in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stepped in one of those tents down there. It was, and it was 102 degrees outside the tent. I, I'm going to leave it at that. But, uh, well, let, shout all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Moses said, fear not, stand still, and see, that was his answer to all the chirpers and all the negativity and all the death talk and all the graveyard talk. He said, fear not, fear will make you crazy. It'll cause you to do things you said you'd never do, say things you said you'd never say. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For the enemies that you see today, you will see no more forever. Somebody shout forevermore. So, so he's trying to reconcile the people to God. And they're fighting him over it. They're resisting him for trying to lead them into life instead of death. People crazy. But Moses is anointed. He's got the ability to not let the negativity get to him. And the deadpan expressions get to him. He's talking about the salvation of the Lord. He's talking about how great, how great our God is. Don't, don't even worry. Don't, don't even worry about the enemy. He's trying to get him reconciled. Take, take me. I got to teach for three minutes. Can you stand some? I know you don't come on Wednesday night, so let me give you three minutes of 2 Corinthians 5, 18 in the Amplified Classic, so you'll have to look on the screen or your phone. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 said, all things are of God. Ooh, put it on the screen. I want them to see it because they think I'm making it up. All things, all things are from God. <laughs> Woo! That ought to make you run right there. All things are from God. Your family is from God. Your finances are from God. Your spouse is from God, whether you love them or not. All things, your money came from God. Now, you don't worship any of it because all good gifts come from above, from our Father of lights, in whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. Shall all things come from God? Ooh, I feel like running myself right there. If I had my Jordans on. Be part of verse 18. God has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh, I know my voice is a little rusty. Pastor Jeff called me yesterday and said, Bishop, are you all right? You sound kind of rough. I said, I'm at the hospital right now. He said, are you admitted in the hospital? No, I'm just visiting, thank God. But mm -hmm. God desires all of us to be reconciled with him. He is not mad at anybody. He's the God of reconciliation. See part of verse 18. God has given us the ministry 
of reconciliation. God didn't give you the ministry of separation. He gave you the ministry reconciliation. Thank you, students. See, we can't aid in a bad separation. That's not what we do. That's not our ministry. Our ministry is reconciliation. And, and I had a couple in the church, sweet couple, very educated, more educated than me. They, they were state certified counselors. And they met with a couple that was coming. That was crazy anyway, but they, they met with them and advised them to separate for 90 days. And I said, have y'all lost your mind? I don't do separation. I do reconciliation. And they said, we're state certified. I said, well, I'm God satisfied and certified, and we do not do separation. I can't believe they left our church. Of course, they divorced a couple of months later, but God has given us the ministry. You have a ministry today. You cannot aid and abet separation. Oh, thank you, Lionel. I got one amen out of the whole sleepy church. I sat on a board for years. Uh, is a bishop's board here in San Antonio. And, and, and we would hear cases of churches. And we had one pastor come up um, in, in our discussions. And the, the board of bishops said, we need to go ahead and let WOI and the troubleshooters expose everything that he's doing. And, and WOI had called me and said, if you will be his counselor, we won't put him all over television." I said, okay. I couldn't believe it. My, 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 theologi my theological bishops said, we're against that. He needs to be exposed. And I said, guys, wait a minute. We've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. I said, and he's innocent until he's proven guilty anyway. Well, the deck is stacked against him. I said, I quit playing cards when I got saved. <clears throat> but then they made the mistake. They made the mistake of getting theological with me. And I ripped them a new one with the scripture. I took them right here and said, if we don't have the ministry of reconciliation, if we're quick to judge, the same judgment that we judge with is going to, I got anointed all by myself then. Uh -huh. Because God has called us to, not to divide and conquer when I can smell division, <laughs> I can smell something in the church. <clears throat> when division comes, I'm like a hound dog that'll start howling. Our job is to minister to people and to love people 
and to restore people. In fact, our vision statement is one of restoration. That's what we do here at Christian World. So if you're screwed up, come to Christian World. If you're battling whiskey, I'm wanting to smell some more whiskey in this church anyway. This is where you need to come right here. Oh, uh, Pastor Jay will be back next Sunday. I'll be in California so y'all don't have to worry about it. See, I said, guys, if y'all get between God and his man, you're going to be in a heap of trouble. Because I've seen it all through the Bible. Pharaoh, tried, he tried to get in between God and Sarah. And you know what happened? God sent an angel and said, if you touch that woman, you'll be dead. Ooh, I thought angels were messengers of light. Yeah, they're shining a light on Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, Pharaoh said, Abraham said it was his sister. It doesn't matter if he lying or not. That's my man. And if you touch her, I'll kill you in your tracks. That's the kind of God you serve. Pharaoh comes to Moses in our context. And he says, he says, I'm a God. It's in your little G. He thought he was a God until he got in between Moses and Elohim, <laughs> which means God Almighty. And baby, Pharaoh didn't have a chance. He's, God started sending angels and clouds and fire. Baby, you can't fight against God. Your arms are too sharp. The jailhouse tried to get in between Paul and Silas and God. God ripped the doors off of all the jailhouse cells and everybody walked out free except Paul. And he said, I'm not going anywhere until they come in here and apologize to me. But when the master saw all the jailhouse, the iron doors had been ripped off the hinges. They said, sorry, sorry, it was a big mistake. See, God knows how to handle your crazy supervisors and your, your crazy bosses. Shout amen to that. Oh, I got to hurry. There's folks leaving already. Oh, it's, it's 11.42 if you're taking medicine. Verse 21. God has made Jesus sin for us. Oh my God, I wish I had an hour to preach that. He's made Jesus sin for us. Jesus didn't do the crime, but he did the time for the crimes that we committed. God made him sin for us. Be part of verse 21 so we can be the righteousness of God. Whew, it grows Jesus. That's why I had to talk about his goodness. <laughs> I said, that's why when I stepped to the platform, I sang it all the way to church and I can't even sing. But, but, but when I approached the, and the acceptable and, and the right relationship with Jesus Christ because of his goodness. Shout, shout God's been good to me. Okay, the Bible study is over. The third step for walking forward through life and not the graveyards 
if you'll cry out to God, he'll tear down the walls of all your oppressors. Verse number 14, the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to fight for you today. I know they look big back nearly, but I'm going to fight. I'm going to get in this fight. See, some of you think you're in this thing all by yourself. God said, I'm right there in the fight with them. It, but what you have to understand, Egypt was a superpower. I mean, it, it's not like it is today. Back in the day, they were a superpower. Okay, there was no district court, no Supreme Court, no appeals court. There were no lawyers. Whatever Pharaoh said, that's what happened. Moses knew that because he was raised up in Pharaoh's palace. Mm-hmm. Because absolute power doesn't have to ask questions. If Pharaoh said cut their head off, their head was gone. It didn't matter what the lawyer said. It didn't have to go through the Supreme Court for 14 months. It just happened because Pharaoh had supreme power and he thought he was a god until God showed up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I learned this when I was a little boy. After school every day, Every day, I would run to the neighbor's house on my way home, and we'd play a sandlot football. And I was the quarterback, so I had to be there. And it, it, school let out about 3 o'clock. I'd come in at dark, all bruised and cut up and dirty. And finally, Mama got a, a gut full of it, so she sick Daddy on me. And Daddy said, when school lets out tomorrow, you're going to come straight to the house. You're not going to be playing football. You're not going to go to the lake and start fishing. You're going to come straight to the house. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And I remember saying, why? And daddy said very meekly and quietly, because I said so. <laughs> Supreme power. I learned it early on. That's why I still say, yes, ma'am. I was at the counter the other day, and I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, that makes me feel old. Don't, don't be saying that to me. You're in here all the time. Call me Nancy. I said, yes, ma'am. It's just automatic with me because it got drilled into me when I was a little boy. <laughs> Verse 23, the Egyptians pursued them with 600 iron chariots. That's like a feat. That's like a fleet of M1 Abraham tanks coming after kids with BB guns. Verse 24. And a heavy mist came out of the cloud. And the Egyptians couldn't see them. Now, it, they could hear them, but they couldn't see them because there was a heavy cloud by day and a blazing fire by night. And your Bible said it troubled the Egyptians. Do you know God knows how to trouble your enemies? He knows how to wake them up with nightmares in the middle of the night. But Pharaoh was persistent because Israel was carrying the gross national product of Egypt. Look at Exodus 3.22. They had so much gold and silver, they had to put it on the backs of their kids to carry it 
out of Egypt. That's generational wealth. God spoke to me and said, I'm releasing generational wealth. It, it was payback, okay? And it's time for you to get paid back for all the work that you've done, where you've been done wrong and you've been cheated and you lost money. God said, tell my people it's payback season, that payback is on the way. God told Job, I'm giving you double for your trouble. Isaiah 61 and 7 in the Message Bible. Because you got a double dose of trouble, put it on the screens for me. Isaiah 61 and 7 in the Message Bible. You got a double dose of trouble, you shall inherit double, and your joy shall go on forever. Somebody shout forever. Joel said, God will restore the years that the canker worm and the locust and the pommel worm have eaten up. He'll restore the years that you wasted, the years that you stayed in the bed till 10 in the morning. God said, I'm going to come in like a flood and I'm going to restore the years. I'm going to pay back everything that the enemy stolen. In fact, God said in Job, I'm going to cause the enemy to vomit up the riches that he swallowed down that belongs to the son. Shout amen. Shout amen. Isaiah said, God will give you double for your trouble. Double's coming to you right now. I don't care what the devil's been saying to you. What God's been saying to me is he's going to give you double for your trouble. Somebody shout double for my trouble. I wish I had a musician that would wake up over here and give me a little praise going on. If you believe in God for double for your trouble, go ahead and take me to church. I know the devil's mad at me. He's been mad at me all week long. He might as well get used to it because he hadn't seen anything yet. Somebody shout double. Shout I'm coming into double. Go ahead and take me to church, Lawrence. I'm listening for a sound. I said God is listening for a sound. When he heard Paul and Silas at midnight, God ripped the doors off the jail. If he can somehow hear you, in the middle of the summertime in 108 degree weather if he could hear your praise I can't hear nobody if you'll praise him praise is the language of victory the angels the angels pulled off the chariot wheels and Pharaoh whom they feared the most was bobbing like a cork in the Red Sea that's what I'm listening for I wish somebody would help me magnify the Lord in this Presbyterian church.
my payback is coming. Shout my paybacks all the way. Okay, remesh that, and I'm almost there. I had Ron Montgomery call me. Is he asleep back there? Oh, there he is. He called me and said, Bishop, I just experienced the boomerang that you talked about Wednesday night. He said, my old boss that ridiculed me made fun of my religion, gave all the commission jobs to his party animals that partied and drank with him. He said, he called me up Wednesday and said, how's it going? And Ron said, he didn't know whether to hang up the phone or not. He said, I sure could use you down at the Da 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 Chevrolet. And I'll give you more than you're making right now with benefits. And what I call that is the boomerang spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what I saw in the spirit. Now, now this gets some people angry. Now, uh, you, you can reach my lawyers at Brim and Havel if this hits you. But I'm sending it out to the wind right now. I'm prophesying that things are boomeranging right now. Shall I, I'm in a boomerang season. And, and, and I had James here helping me a, a couple of weeks ago. And stand up, James. He's, he's kind of quiet and mild-mannered and soft-spoken. And, and he was digging on the big excavator, putting in our infrastructure for the new youth center. And he said, Bishop, I hate to do this, but I got to go. I said, man, you hadn't been here an hour. That's kind of been the story of my life. But he said, I'll be back at three. I looked at my watch, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He calls me and says, Tesla's just offered me a 10-year contract, huh? In, in Austin, running the whole thing, running the whole project, running everything. And he said... I don't even know how they got my information. But he said, will you pray? I said, yes, I will. I said, it sounded like a wealth transfer to me. So, so now he's, he's, he's hiring people out of Christian world. In fact, the first one he hired was Lionel. And, and he said, now, now, yes, but Bishop, they probably got him only with 20 hours, no, 12-hour days, six days a week if he wants it, at $30 an hour. That's starting pay. Uh-oh. I said, God has loosed a boomerang spirit. And I know you can't get excited because it's not you. But you're next, baby, because I'm loosing in the name of Jesus and prophesying a boomerang spirit. And the people that used to be against you, 
They're going to get hung on their own gallows. The people that used to ridicule and make fun of you, you're going to have their job. But you've got to get this in your spirit because God said, I'm losing a wealth transfer. I'm moving everything fast forward. It, they're going to call you and you're not even going to know where it came from. If you can receive it, go ahead and give your God one more high. Oh, come help me, Stephen. It's the goodness of God is what it is. I said it's his goodness and mercy. David said it followed me all the days of my life. He said that's why I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. been so, so, help me praise him, somebody. take it home as a souvenir. Okay, thank you, Ron. Ron, I need you to catch this boomerang. I'm fixing to throw No, I need you to catch it. Huh? No, you. Once, once the boomerang is released, nobody can stop it. It's, shout, uh, it's unstoppable. <sighs> Last scripture, chapter 15 and verse 2. 
Moses saw the Egyptians floating in the Red Sea. And Moses, who couldn't even sing, he starts singing. He starts singing, spring up a well. He starts singing. He said, God has drowned the horseman and the rider in the middle of the sea. And then, and then Miriam gets turned loose. Anybody got their tambourine? Anybody bring, the, bring it up here, Rosie? I was at camp meeting sitting right on the front row. And I don't know how this, this couple, I don't know how they got up that close. I think they just meandered down. But they had a, they had a tambourine head in their jacket. And they got right down there and started playing that tambourine. And here the usher started running. I said, leave them alone. There's a Miriam spirit in the house. And and he hit a lady right upside the head. I prayed for her. She's still living. But she started playing her tambourine. And the Bible said she started dancing with the women. They started dancing and giving God praise. Because praise is the language of victory. And I know the enemy's trying. He's trying to keep you silent all year long. But I'm going to give you one more chance to give your God your best praise as Stephen prophesies about the goodness of God. I know he's been better to you than what you're acting. All my life you have been faithful. Father, I ask you to bless this. Bless it and cause it to bring in the double. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Father. I will say, somebody help me, please. For just a minute I've been here today. Everybody help me sing. Lord, you've been so faithful. Yes, you have. talking about the graveyard. I'm not going to be talking about the army. I'm not going to be talking about lack and not enough. Not when God is losing wealth transfer. I give you, Lord, I came to give you everything today. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Moses told him, I Your told you you were going to get through this. You can die in Egypt me. if you want to. You can go ahead and your put your confidence and faith in the world system if you want to. They're fixing to start throwing money in the street. Everything's going digital. It's running after me. If you can't see that we're near the end and God's going to bring us out with great wealth, every one of us, thank you for your goodness. 
his hands on Joshua, your Bible said the spirit of wisdom came on Joshua. All the experience, all, all of the miracles, all of the wisdom that was in Moses was transferred. And right now, God spoke to me through this little lady. If you wouldn't have come to church today, we wouldn't have had this prophetic word. But God said he's releasing the spirit of wisdom to where you know which way to turn. You know which way to go. You, you know. There's, there's, been, there's been like a crazy spirit that's been that's been trying to drive you been trying to drive you away from God I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus I take authority and dominion in Jesus name thank you for speaking peace peace to her soul today peace be still in the name of Jesus if you're thankful God's in the house give him one more hand pray Father I bless your name Bless your name, Father. Nothing's impossible. I said nothing's impossible. His infamous army is bearing down on the people of God. And God said, Moses, just lift your rod toward the waters. And the waters started collapsing on the strongest superpower in the world. That's why the people were praising when they saw their enemies, just like Moses said, Moses said, the enemies that you see today, you're going to see them no more forever. No more forever. Go ahead and give God a head praise. <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. We don't take you for granted. Thank you for this boomerang spirit that you've released on Christian world. And I prophesy wealth transfers. Just like you did for the people of God, they came out loaded, just like you told Abraham. And what God does, he does forever. And Father, we thank you today. Thank you for keeping your hand on baby Stella. Thank you for giving her strong hands, Father. Thank you for covering the angel of this house and, and, the, and the family of this house. Thank you for strengthening Pastor Katie, Pastor Jason, all of the leadership. 
Father, we give you praise for it because without you, we can't do anything. If you believe the word of the Lord, go ahead and give God one more hand praise. God said to me to just keep going forward. Get you an envelope, and on the back of that envelope, I want you to write, I'm moving forward. But, well, Bishop, I was hoping I would get a personal word from God. Mm-hmm. Grab him right there. Uh, Pastor Jeff, grab him right there. That guy right there, I've never seen him before, but bring him up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, God said, come on up here, man. God said that he's strengthening your heart. I don't, I don't know what that means. I know that David said in Psalms 27, David said, I almost died. But it was the goodness of the Lord that kept me in the land of the living. And the enemy has desired to take you out. But it's that one right there that has held you together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God said, I'm strengthening your heart right now. I can't strengthen the best heart surgeon in San Antonio can't strengthen but David said it's the goodness of the Lord that's kept me in the land of the living mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David said wait on the Lord don't be in a hurry wait on the Lord and be in good courage and he'll continue to strengthen your heart he's in David said again, he repeated himself, wait on the Lord. Amen. Give God one more hand praise. Amen. 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 Now, now, yeah, he's, t- he's telling you right. He's telling you right. Everybody we've got people watching in Africa and Uganda they're trying to get me on a plane to Uganda September 15th but I I like it right here but this is Kay did I say it right what's your name again Alexis Alexis. Alexis? Alexis. Alexis. Everybody shout, hey, Alexis. Father, thank you for giving her direction in the name of Jesus. Satan, I bind you. Keep your hands off of this family. I know you're mad at them, but I take authority and dominion in the name of Jesus over this whole family and everybody's connected with them. In Jesus' name. It's good to meet you. It's my first time to meet you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Now, mm-hmm. 
Let me see what God's doing over here. Mm-hmm. You said two's better than one, Father. And a threefold cord is not easily broken, Pat, Mary. Father, thank you right now. I speak peace in the name of Jesus right now. I bind this tormenting spirit. Loose yourself from the child of God. She's a daughter of Abraham this morning. Keep your hands off of her in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. Well, give God one more hand praise. If you're believing, if you're believing God for the boomerang spirit, and I, I know some of you are visiting and for the first time and wondering what in the world is going on today well your bible said it pleased god by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe and if you believe you're going to walk out of here with a boomerang spirit on you get you an envelope and just write, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. Now, I'll pick this back up Wednesday night. I wanted to get in to the ten plagues. I mean, God just bared his arm. But we'll get into that Wednesday night. Father, I, I pray over the offering right now. that you would give us the courage and the strength to just go forward. Mm -hmm. Well, Tracy, go ahead and bring her right up here. Bring her right up here. You're, you're okay. Bring her right up here. The word of the Lord to you today is to just go forward. Okay? And I don't know everything that you're facing right now, but God said, there's no question in my mind that God said to just go forward. Trust him and just go forward and I'll complete this on. Can you be here Wednesday night? Okay. Well, try hard. And I'll, I couldn't finish today because some folks are already heading out to the lunch line already. But I'll pick this up on Wednesday night, bring a notepad with you, and follow the instruction of the Lord. Amen. God bless you as you bring your tithe and offering, and I'll see you on Wednesday night in the name of Jesus. Shout them going forward. <laughs>